evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because people on Facebook really need to go to Texas to Brazil. I went out there today with a buddy of mine, and oh my God, I am going. I've got so much meat. You know, uh, that's going to go on the list if I don't watch what I say right about now. Yeah, don't don't that, don't that, finish that sentence. That. Whatever no, you do, no, I'm not. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage: sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble pretty much all over the place. S-H-U-J-I-N. You can find me pretty much anywhere under that name. Let me go ahead and introduce you to most of everybody. I'll explain in a couple of moments. Top left-hand corner of the negative freezing weather degree mark, all absolute zero, whatever the hell it is. Good evening, Dallin. I cannot wait till spring so that maybe you can have something nicer to say about the climate up here. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll get over to Yellowknife shortly in the Midwest of the U.S. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. It's really icy and wet here, too. Yes. South of me, over into Pittsburgh. Good morning, Joey. Good morning. You knew that was coming, man. You should know that button was going there. Take off. Fair enough. I would otherwise introduce Unrenowed Tech, but he had to step away, so hi, Unrenowed Tech. That's the best he's sounded since Cash was on the show. And just over the water, over into Pittsburgh, good, uh, in, into Paris. Wow, I have not drunk nearly enough of this coffee, damn it. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. Wow, man, I've got a, th I've got a thing of coffee here, and I, I have not drunk nearly enough of it yet. Because holy crap, this is oh why is well, it so we go. warm in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh? Uh don't know. As a matter of fact, I'm if this is warm, you can bury me now. Yeah, well, funny enough, uh, Paris right now, uh Joseph, uh my system my system says uh it's two. Yes, two degrees Celsius. It is kind of cold, yeah. And it's three where I am right now. Thank you very much. It's minus 14 here in Celsius or seven in freedom units. <laughs> hey, Bridget. Eh? I was talking to uh, a couple of people earlier this week uh, who live in the States. And uh, as usual, we got to talking about the weather. Uh, these were like uh, one was a coworker, one was a client. And uh, we had just gotten through like a major cold snap. Um, so like when I was on that call, it was, it was pretty barking ass cold out here. And so we're talking temperatures back and forth. And one guy's like, oh yeah, you know, I've, I've been up to Wisconsin. So, you know, I, I kind of know what cold is. I'm like, yeah, hold my beer, buddy. <laughs> so no, so, so I whip out the phone. Um, I check the temperature. I switch it to Fahrenheit or excuse me, freedom units. Um, because the, these people aren't quite as enlightened as the panel here. And uh, I said, yeah, um, just, just want to let you guys know, it's uh, minus 11 here right now. Five, four, three, two. I've never heard that kind of profanity on a business call before. <laughs> and one of them is, one of them's coming up here next month for a, for a conference. I'm like, so are you really sure you want to come now? He's like, well, it's a month away. I'm like, yeah. Did I tell you what it's going to go up to this weekend? 
And then I told him, and he's like, so it fluctuates that much. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah pack your Bermudas and your parka. Yeah. It was, it was like 60 degrees here uh, yesterday before the ice storm hit. <laughs> and then it, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I, I got lucky enough. It was, uh, it was in the f- sub freezing range and my car got stuck in the driveway and I tried to unstick it for three hours. That didn't work. <gasps> So I had to wait for the uh, rain and the 50 Fahrenheit weather for the melting and finally got my car unstuck. And then what happened? It froze again and snowed again. Fortunately, it's in the, you know, minus temperature range, minus Fahrenheit. So it's nice and fluffy white. So getting through it at this point, it's just a matter of, okay, front wheel drive. Sure. No problem. Whatever. Boom. And I just ran the numbers on, uh, uh, and thank you, Google, over where I am, and uh, for uh, Heretic Woman, who is not here with us right now because she is entertaining guests. Piss off, woman. Uh, minus 16 and minus 17 for her. Uh, and our nice friends over there in Yellowknife. Are you ready? Yellowknife She's is good. a seasonable minus 36 Celsius. Yeah. You know what that means? Burr. <laughs> Break out the swim trunks. Yeah, good luck on that one. No, it's just it's just burr, man. It's just freaking. Yeah. Remember, negative Celsius is burr. After that, it's just degrees of how much it hurts on your face. We're getting snow on Wednesday. Uh, we're getting snow on Monday and Monday night. So, so <laughs> Tech, you're saying hell's about to freeze over? Should I get a lot? No, 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 no. Getting snow doesn't mean getting frozen over. Oh. And there's so much hot air out of Washington, D.C. It never lasts more than a day or so anyway. Uh, That's a case. Now, you see, if only the Solar Roadway guys had captured that instead of what they were planning on. Although I have to admit, there was a little less hot air coming out of Washington, D.C. recently, which was a good thing when that emergency alert went off in Hawaii. That way, nobody accidentally pressed the wrong red button. Ain't that the case? But that's that's a whole other thing for later. So, everybody, Unrenowned Tech. Unrenowned Tech, everybody. Good morning. Hi, it's that's, me. That's good enough right there. So, yeah, uh, Heretic Woman is uh, otherwise entertaining, folks, and uh, piss off, lady. So, it's okay. <laughs> she, gave me, she gave me fair warning, so not a biggie. She's with our house pussy. She is, <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. I, I'm oh, not starting to come back and bite us in the ass many times. Uh, you know, I'm not starting a second list. That's what it comes down to. I'm not starting a second list. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for those of you that are watching live, first off, thank you very much. We hope that you have yourselves a great time. Of course, take advantage of the live chat feature, which on my screen is over on this side. I can see you over there. So I see Trippin and Felis and Alan. New name for me, I think. Welcome. Don't worry, we'll end up pissing you off by the time the uh, show is over. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, how, how can I start off by pissing people off? Yes, I bought my copy of My Little Pony a day late. Shut up. I haven't reasons. seen the post yet. Uh, what post? The movie, The Post, about the Washington Post. Oh, okay. yeah. I've, I've, I've heard of it. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, though. I want to see it. Oh, okay. Anyway, so if you do have something to say, by all means, 
let us know. I'll be more than happy to uh, address stuff as it comes up. Uh, if you would like to live tweet, of course, you can do that at Holy Crap TV. And I do have Twitter open on the screen. Facebook is open on the screen. I've also got the Discord channel running over on the screen. So you got plenty of opportunities to interact with us as we're going along. So you guys know for well that uh, I open with the five minute freestyle and I call it that because uh, I don't like to write stuff down. I had to write some stuff down. Give you an idea as to uh, how this is going to go. So as usual, with five minutes on the clock, because I finally remembered to fire that up for myself. Your five minute freestyle starts right now. So this time out, I labeled it, how about now? Yeah, um, I've kind of used variations on that theme before, uh, like say when, which is one of my favorite freestyles. When people want to go ahead and talk about how much money they want to put into the military. Nice going there, guys. Yeah, we can we can revisit that another day, maybe, but be that as it may. Let me read you. Let me read you some uh, some stuff that I read from the news, and you can find the link for one of the news articles in the show notes. Somebody talking about atheism, saying that it must be criminalized and categorized as contempt of religion because atheists have no doctrine and try to insult the Abrahamic religions. This was uttered and quoted by Amro Hamrush, the head of Egypt's Parliament Committee on Religion. Keep that in mind. Egypt has a blasphemy law, and it's been on the books since uh, 1982. For blasphemy, a person can go to prison for up to five years. This is on the books. People can be put to blasphemy or apostasy, meaning leaving religion, in at least 13 countries, according to the International Humanist and Ethical Union in London. Let me read you off a list of these country names and try to figure out which one is a little bit different from the others. The countries with the harshest laws for blasphemy and apostasy are, in alphabetical order, Afghanistan, Iran, Malaysia, Maldives, Mauritania, Nigeria, Pakistan, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Somalia, Sudan, United Arab Emirates, and Yemen. Before you go ahead and answer, let me take a couple of these off of the table for you. Malaysia, Pakistan, are both officially Islamic, meaning Islam is the official state religion. They are all majority Islam. But do you know which one of them is just a little bit different from the others? For those of you that went ahead and said, uh, how about Nigeria? You're right. Believe it or not, of all of them, Nigeria is 47% Islamic, 30% Protestant of all things. That's our fault for sending, meaning the U.S., sending all these people over there to teach them that, you know, 
Christianity is is the way, the light, and the truth, and they've kind of muddled a whole bunch of stuff together and got some kind of voodoo witch doctor kind of stuff over there where kids are being killed because they're witches, or so they think. So the title of it was, how about now? So, atheists are persecuted outside of the United States. They are put into prison for questioning authority of religion. They are put to death by mobs. They are, in some cases, put to death by the state. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm pretty sure I'm not, hasn't there been enough of the Christians here in the United States specifically who have been whining and complaining that Christianity is under attack around the world and these Coptic these these, these Coptic uh, uh, folks in, in Egypt who are Christian in, in Egypt are under attack because you know they're they're Christians and they're trying to spread the good word in a place that wants to put them into jail for what okay so Christianity is under attack, or so you say, so that's why you need to have a protected status here in the United States. How about us? How about the atheists? Where we're on lists for housing, web pages, and talk shows where we talk about religion in an objective, skeptical format. A list where they have been hacked to death, no exaggeration, by mobs, and the government has turned a blind eye. Truly, I think that we should deserve a little bit of that special protected status, too, if that's going to be the case. Don't you? Or is that special protected case just for folks like you. I'd really like to find that one out. It's episode 196 on the docket, Your Honor. What's it good for? Before anybody goes ahead and says absolutely nothing, you're my DJ type. You're you're my musical type people. Yes. You you oh, you know what I'm thinking. Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> oh, anyway. God, so I won't even try. <laughs> so it's even more amusing when Jackie Chan sings it. I didn't yeah. know that. Ch- oh, uh, he did it in a movie. Uh, I, I think the actor uh, who was the actor's name? I think it was Chris Tucker. Yeah. Okay. Oh, probably with uh, whatever the hell it was. It was. Yeah, it was Chris Tucker. Uh, what the hell was the name of that movie? Running scared. Uh, Rush Hour and Rush Hour Two. Rush yeah. Hour Two. Some people are yeah, looking at me going Rush. Some people are looking at me now on the screen. They're going, wait, running scared. That was, that was, no, that was, yeah, I know. I know. I want to see that movie again. It's been a long time. Running scared. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's right. <laughs> anyway, normally this would be the point of the show where I would uh, kind of have a, have a quick talk with the heretic woman about Rafe Badawi. But, uh, well, she's not here. There are, uh, there are grumblings in the news that, the possibility for a pardon for Rafe Badawi is getting better and better. 
Unfortunately, however, the news reports that I've been looking at don't seem to have very much beyond the stuff that we've heard over the last couple of weeks anyway. So it's possible that it's just stuff that's being rehashed. It's being slightly more confirmed. I don't know. All I know is that at this point, we don't have a release. We don't have a pardon, at least not yet. So as the recording of tonight's show, this is now five years, six months, 28 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. My thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family. Still waiting for you. Spirit as much as you can, man. So, we've said on many an occasion on the show that atheism is a byproduct. It is an eventuality of skepticism. And we've kind of talked on occasion about what is skepticism, what is atheism, what isn't it? And I kind of felt like, since I was scrambling for a, a topic, because I'm, I'm still kind of waiting to find out about a, a guest, we're got to, I got to work on that a little bit more. Uh, I kind of figured, you know what? Let's talk about what does skepticism get you? Because, you know, it's all well and good for us to go ahead and say that atheism is a byproduct of it, but you know, for a lot of people, that's kind of a scary thing to consider because, well, you know, as many of us know, falling out of religion, so to speak, is a scary thing because, well, like we discussed last week, you know, you get stuck in an area where you don't know where you're going and you don't have a map and you don't know who to talk to. So what the hell? So we're going to kind of talk through stuff that is probably going to be a little mind bending for a lot of folks. And really kind of help you understand what skepticism, what being a skeptic is actually going to get you. And um, I'm going to start off with uh, one of the one of the easy ones. As a skeptic, you find out it's not a good idea to try to breathe underwater. I'm thinking about that one straight away because when I was a kid and I was going for swimming lessons, I learned really quickly. You don't, you don't try to inhale water. It doesn't work. And it only happened because I coughed underwater, <laughs> trying to open my eyes for the first time underwater in a, in a, in a situation where, you know, you need to be able to open your eyes underwater. So, okay. And I suddenly had a thing happen in my throat and all of a sudden I cough and well, look at that. Um, I learned I don't have gills the hard way. Now, that's a comical way of showing that, yeah, you learn, you test, and you didn't know, and now you do. Because, well, I mean, things like um, the cartoon law of physics with gravity. You don't fall until you look down. That's how it works in cartoons. Spoilers! It doesn't work in real life. <laughs> Try that. Or what's the old thing about... Um... The the kid will stick the fork in the in the socket only once, uh, because you tell them not to, because they'll get hurt. They are, well, okay. At that age, I'm not sure if they're skeptical or spiteful, but they're going to do it anyway and find out the hard way that uh, human bodies and copious amounts of electricity don't mix. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm wincing really hard at that because uh, my wife, when she was about uh, a year or two old, did that in the house uh, that she grew up in. Um, and, and needless to say, uh, it didn't kill her because, like I said, she, she grew up in it and got to tell me about it. So, yeah, you don't do that too many times. I shot myself in the head with a BB gun when I was a kid. Because, yeah. you know, how, how much could it possibly hurt? And, uh, and apparently, since I don't remember it, I guess it must have hurt pretty fucking bad. Oh, there's my one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Stephanie, hi. Do see you over there. Skepticism gets you more money in your pocket. Unless you're a church leader. Uh, well, see, I, I was thinking more. Well, let, me, let me rephrase that. A right. dishonest, uh, a televangelist. There we go. Yeah, let's 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 not even go there. Yeah, I, I, I was, if you pee robes. <laughs> Good lord! You know, one of these days he's going to die. And no, he's not. no, Dark, no. Dark he, twenty-five, twenty-five. Already did the whole thing. The guy's going to have like cybernetic implants. He's going to outlive like the next three world wars. No, no, no. He one of these days he's going to die, and it's going to take an act of Congress to finally explain it to him, so that he can finally just pass out once and for all. Uh, I was thinking more along the lines of Stephanie. Uh, skepticism gets more money in your pocket uh, because you don't spend money on stuff that isn't going to work. I mean, oh, you mean like uh, getting ten percent of your paycheck back? You mean? That's or um, you know, contributing to uh, really bad Kickstarters. Ooh, which one? Putting, oh, okay. A Bible on a micro dot. Yeah. Uh, okay. As some of you know, and I, I might catch some flack for this, but you know what? I don't care. That's what it's all about, baby. I am a follower and patron of Thunderfoot. He got me into, he actually got me into this whole thing with the, his Why Do People Laugh at Creationists, which is still an ongoing series. Apparently, he released an episode not too long ago uh, with Ken Ham's $100 million mistake, or as Arn Raw put it, the vaguely boat shaped museum in the middle of nowhere near water, Kentucky. <laughs> now, when, when Thunderfoot's not going after, social soft targets. He goes after pseudoscience. And that's one of my favorite um, things to watch people dismantle. We've talked about some of them before. The water seer, the um, the self-filling water bottle. And the one that uh, actually Nathan Fillion got a boner over, Solar Freaking Roadways. We've heard about this one, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, they only come out in daylight? No, 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 no. Uh, just, just so people understand, the concept of the solar roadway is that they are hexagonal tiles that are supposed to have combinations of solar panels and LEDs and can be linked together in a grid work so that they can keep themselves warm, so that if snow gets on them, they can pull off. They can be reprogrammed with lighting so that you can see what the lanes are supposed to be instead of having to always paint them. Yeah. And well, and pressure sensitive uh, surfaces so that if a deer is crossing the road in the middle of the night, you'll see a whole bunch of deer tracks light up on the highway 
so that, you know, you don't end up hitting the deer as hard as you would otherwise. Yeah. That was fair. my idea, actually. Yeah. You, now you, you prove it, big man. Yeah. Now I, I can. Oh, well, fuck the me, Facebook right. conversation I had with them probably five years ago. It yeah. came from that. Anyway, I don't think they have any ideas of their own. They, mm-hmm. they basically they've gleamed. It's what they've got is a, a a glom. I don't even know what to call it, but they've just basically put together ideas from about everywhere. Yeah. Anyways, so there is an installation of these solar freaking roadways. Uh, I can't remember what state. I think it's in Ohio. Uh, it's a small sort of a sample of what they've got. And they actually have a 24-hour webcam on them, which has captured such wonderful things as half the panel's not working. Uh, the system catching fire one time. Um, Fire's cool. <laughs> and when, when, when Thunderfoot was in the U.S. to watch the eclipse, he decided to stop by there and uh, shoot some video. Perfect. Uh, he, yeah, he did a great video on that. But look, look mm-hmm. here, we we don't do anything halfway in Ohio. Well, we, we say we're gonna light. If we say we're gonna light a fucking river on fire, we light a goddamn river on fire. If we're gonna, if, so no, you're you not the roadway. Have done that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You know what, Hudson. Joey? Um, I'm I'm about to shoot a hole in that. I mean, no, I, I can't contest the whole river catching fire thing because we've talked about that before. That's true. Yeah. However, so one of the other things that uh, the solar roadway was supposed to do is melt the snow so that you never have to shovel again. Now, as a Canadian, I'm all over that. Oh, you I, I am. Yeah. Like I am, I am whole hog neck deep. And I say neck deep because this is not a power of 10 show. I'm into the concept. Okay. I get it. I'm I'm just saying that, you know, is it any surprise we managed to set a roadway on fire? Mm. No. Well, it, it, well, it depends. Was the manufacturing done in, in South Korea? I'm asking for I'm asking for a Galaxy phone user. As well. No, it was it was done in somebody's garage. But anyways, yeah, whatever. So leading up to it, uh, Ohio gets a foot of snow. And so there's this, uh, there's a, the Solar Roadways Instagram shows Hey, look, you know, we got a foot of snow and you can see it's already starting to work and just, just give it time. Cut to a week later. They timestamp this thing because again, 24 hour webcam. Look at that. The solar roadway is clear. Look how wonderful that is. But if you rewind the tape, they cleaned it off. Ah. Uh. There is photographic evidence of them shoveling off the solar roadways because they do not generate the kind of heat necessary to melt the ice. And, and if there was anything in their sales pitch about, you know, the whole global warming thing, um, newsflash, blacktop is in the summer a heating element because black absorbs in spectrum, absorbs heat, and then radiates it out at night. This is why you see uh, a lot of animals come out at night because they like to lie on the road and warm up. At least, again, I'm, I'm speaking from Canada. Uh, well, at least temporarily, depending as to how much traffic there is going on. Yeah. I hate deer. Yeah. Now, again, speaking as a Canadian, uh, where it has been barking ass cold up here for the past week, 
Trademark. Yeah. Guess what? In the middle of the day, even when we get the sun coming down, the roads that are environmental problems when not covered in snow are not an environmental problem. In other words, there's a ton of ice on them. So your environmentally friendly solar freaking roadway is going to heat up in the middle of winter to melt the snow. Two problems with that. One, well, you, you know what happens when it's still below zero outside and you get a little bit of melt? What happens? Bad things happen, man. Bad I things. Ice. Exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, the uh, but like I said, the, the the whole busted thing. You know what I mean? And this is one of the things about being skeptical is that okay, you know what? Solar freaking roadway. It sounds great, but the material you require to actually create the road you want does not chemically exist. You need a transparent material with the um, durability and yeah, <laughs> with the durability, yeah, with the durability of um, blacktop. Scotty, which, Scotty, get over here. Yeah. Um, now, you want to talk about going 100% on something. China went after this. Now, they went whole hog. They didn't just do a little uh, monumental thing on a sidewalk. They laid down an actual solar roadway. The construction was a little bit different. But the idea was, again, uh, solar panels on the road. Um, but we'll be able to, you know, you can hook a traffic light up to it. You can hook street lights up. You can hook toll booths up to it, you know, because it's it's the world's largest solar power surge protector, okay? And they said, yep, th this surface will last for, for, for 20 years. Five days. And they had to replace it. I'm sorry, but, you know... The, the materials, temperatures cause interesting things to happen based on what something is made out of. Something is expanding, contract. Like I found out with my teeth, uh, I'm old enough to have silver fillings. Okay? Yeah, me too. And that over time, about 10 years, uh, they expand and contract uh, little by little, so much from the temperature changes that eventually uh, they start to like widen the hole, wiggle out that sort of thing. So I've got mm -hmm. some lovely new caps that I had installed just a couple, a, a couple days ago uh, because of that problem. Now imagine solar panels, which naturally with what they're currently made of tend to sit on roofs or posts or things like that, mm -hmm. um, that have glass and epoxy and all, and these uh, wonderful uh, silicon, uh, uh, bases and everything else that's inside of them now you have cars and trucks and cement mixers and mac rigs and such driving over these things causing all these little micro flex uh, uh flexations in it uh while the temperature is getting colder than hotter than colder than hotter it's gonna break yeah so it, it look look at blacktop. That shit doesn't even last that long. It's got to be constantly maintained. And there's a certain chemistry to it because I have actually seen on the on the big road that goes through uh, goes through my town. Uh, there was a about a kilometer long tear in the road. Oof. 
yeah, I'm not entirely sure what caused it, but the road crew was out there and they didn't have time to put down, and I'm going to regret saying this, uh, a hot load. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was basically... So they you know, just it, pack with stone and seal it over? Uh, yeah, it lasted all of well, 10 minutes. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't last very long. Yeah, no. so... And it, this does loop back because it pays to be skeptical when you see these wonderful Kickstarters, you see these awesome YouTube videos with, you know, a, a heck of a lot of production value, which, hey, you know what? Yeah, give me OBS a couple of three hours, access to the musical sites that I have and the graphic sites that I have, and I'll cobble something together that looks pretty damn good. It may yep. not entirely be factual, but it'll be pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, amongst amongst some of the ones that uh, Down was uh, would have been referencing to, would have been one of those devices that would have been about the size of an oversized sharpie. The idea of which is that you put the sucker into your face, yep, and you uh, you breathe oxygen because it will filter the oxygen out of the water like uh, something out of one of the really crappy Star. Wars, that's a really bad example. You know what? Let's just go with James Bond. Can, can, can we can we go with that? Well, that one didn't yeah. up. Those were just micro canisters containing compressors. Well, well, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. With James Bond, it was. And yes. there is a way for that to work. It might be a little bit slightly dangerous, but it's doable. Star Wars, no, no. But yeah. it's science fiction, you know, you can you can excuse science fiction. Yeah, you can. Anyways, anyway, but yeah, the, the, the gill, the, the, the recycling air supply thing, the self-filling water bottle, the water seer, which sounds great. I just hope nobody, I, again, I'm not a religious person, but I pray none of these world relief organizations bought into that one because I'm sorry, this is not Tatooine. Even even though we film Tatooine scenes in places like Tunisia, this is not Tatooine. This is not Arrakis. You cannot magically pull water from the air if it's not there to begin with. Yep. Uh, Stephanie's got a point over here, and it's something worth uh, it, it's it's something worth uh, kind of going over. I think at this point, mm -hmm. uh, even though this is kind of a side piece to it all, I think yeah. this is really important. The fancier the sales pitch. The faster I run away, I'm gonna I'm gonna bolster that up with PT Barnum. There's a sucker born every minute. Yeah, but I mean, it, it pays to be at least in that respect. You know, you, you hear a claim like that, it it pays to be skeptical to ask those questions. That, that's kind of where I was. That's holy cow. No, this is like yeah. This is the. Um, this is the Esso Tokyo super tanker kind of turning circle, which is about 11 kilometers uh, to, to get back to the point. <laughs> okay. Now, be before we came on the air, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys in on a little bit of the magic before oh, we came on air, we got to talking about, uh, uh, we got to talk about something and, and Bridget will, will back me up on this and, and pretty much everybody else will uh, tech got to talking about uh, a situation We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. And had, had mentioned about something that's been referred to as uh, the IT goatee. God. Now, now sh short version of a tech. 
the IT goatee as you had understood it is what? Uh, it's now called the, uh, it's properly no, called the Van Dyke. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're leading the bit, man. Okay. The IT goatee was basically what? Um, it was a, where you had a mustache. Okay. And a goatee and the two were connected. So, and, 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 and I got that joke from somebody had once put up a very rough drawing of something like that. And underneath it said, you must have this to work here. And it was in my IT department. Right. Now, basically, the IT goatee is, if you're watching on the video, is pretty much what I've got, where you've got a, you've got a mustache, you've got the, the, the chin strap thing, and it's all connected to the whole thing. Granted, mine is now much more white than it used to be once upon a time ago. Yeah, uh, whatever, old age, man, 39. It's, everything goes to shit once you hit 39. And the point of it, this joke in there for some people, thank you. Screw you guys. Anyway, I ended up telling these guys, that's not a goatee. That's a Van Dyke. If you had a separation between your mustache and the bottom piece, then it would be a Van, then it would be a goatee. What you have there is a Van Dyke. The collective answer to this was, what? And Joseph was one of the first ones out of the gate that was just like, no. Skepticism. And then what did they do? They did what any good skeptic did. They Google Googled it. They Googled it. Yeah, they That's proved right. it. And what happened? They pulled up, Tech actually pulled up a website that had a number of items on it that actually showed the whole different ones. And uh, I don't think that I'm quoting you here, but I think you, you basically said, um, holy shit, something along those lines. No. <laughs> I, I said, like, holy shit, he's right. Yep. And then I admitted I was wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I thought... Um, and then we learned about all sorts of other. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not a ten show. It's not a ten show. It's no, not. But, I'm not. But. I'm not naming names, but we found a nice little graphic with pictures and descriptions of different facial yep. hairstyles, and some of them yeah. are hysterical. And it, that that becomes one of the things that you can almost you can apply almost a Minecraft type uh, analogy to this uh, when you're doing that research. Sometimes you find the diamonds. Sometimes you fall in the lava. Well, here's in this the case, one. we fell in the lava. <laughs> here's the appropriate one on my screen. Yep, there it is. Mm -hmm. Top left-hand corner of your bingo card. Van yep. Dyke. And now, by the way, I found a couple other sites that have started to reference that as the circle beard. And they would be wrong. And they would be wrong because the, the Van Dyke's the original older name i i think uh basically what it is is the reason why circle beard is showing up is because people have forgotten that it was called the van dyke like i didn't know it was called the van dyke either until i learned something new today people that's I, what happens when you're skeptical well I, hell uh, jerry I, van dyke doesn't even yeah i i'd heard of it but i wouldn't know it to see it until until now yeah and i was about to say jerry van dyke wouldn't even remember that's what it's called anymore and that's that's a probably really it's too soon for that joke, isn't it? It's, it's never. Well, and that's always a good starting point is to make an you know, assertion and then prove it. Yep. 
Yep. I had, uh, I've had way too many. I, I had a friend of mine from high school. Hon, I love you, Han, but really, all you needed to do was take three words in consecutive order in this post that you forwarded on Facebook, highlight them, right click, search in Google, and you would have immediately seen this video that says that kids are having snacks made out of petroleum. You would have already seen, oh, this has been debunked. This is crap. This is wrong. This is false. Yeah, it was a video that said kids have got snack foods that are made from petroleum. And it's like, uh, well, okay. What what have you got? What have you got? And then they started off with strawberry pop tarts, and made no reference whatsoever to any petroleum products at all through the rest of the thing. And the first thing that came up was it has sugar, and and dextrose, and uh, a couple of other things. And I'm just like, wait a minute, sugar is sucrose is dextrose. You listed so the same product twice. Somehow bad. <laughs> yeah, well, worse than that, it was like, okay, they listed sugar, and then they listed another name for sugar. Uh, oh, because the source of, of the sugar. Yeah, right. It's another type there, of sugar. There's a difference between getting sugar straight from sugar cane, uh, sugar from the fructose corn syrup, uh, sugar mm-hmm. from. Well, you get the idea. Nat, yep. nat, uh, you know, natural fruit extracts, uh, that that sort of thing. There, there's several different ways of uh, processing sugar, refining it, so on and yep. so forth. And so, what they're doing is they're giving all the technical terms for all the different ones. So it's like when you talk to an IT person, they mention some kind of part that in your computer is bad. Um, when they're talking with other IT people, they would naturally go into IT speech. Um, actually being using very specific language. So they might say Ethernet port or modem port or something like that. Whereas with a when they're talking with just a layman, they might say your connection, your your physical connection that connects to your internet, you know. Now I, I, I know I know where you're going with this one, but they specifically named sugar and then yes, dextro- yes, dextrose. Which which okay now hold on a second. Specifically, these two items, because fructose corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, was separated as their own separate pieces. Fine, um, but uh, and then said that they were causing things like sugar dependency. Uh, let's go to the medical tapes for a second over here, Marv Albert. You you remember Marv Albert? I do too. He looked good in that skirt, didn't he? Bridget, uh, as the medical expert of the group, sugar and um, sucrose and dextrose which are all basically uh, the same C68406, that's kind of necessary for a body, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, carbohydrates are, it, you know, they're basic form. Yeah, sugars. It's complex. Sugars, simple sugars, they're all carbohydrates. And if memory serves, and it's been a long time since I took biology, but I'm, I'm pretty sure... You have to have carbohydrates to make things go. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Exactly what I was waiting for. See, sometimes you don't even have to, you don't even have to lead the bit. Sometimes they do exactly what they're supposed to. Thank you so much. This is my early birthday present today. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. How you feeling? You doing good? 
Don't hang me out to dry over here. I'm trying to be nice. Me? You. Yeah. I'm God, fine. Can you not see me looking right at you? No, I guess you can. Whatever the hell. You know what? I don't I'm not wearing my glasses. That's yeah. because I've still got them from Reason Con. Damn it. And you keep going to the city. You know what? You know what? Next but, time I'm going to Yes, you have to have. You have to have carbohydrates, aka sugars, to make things go. If you don't have carbohydrates to make things go, then your brain doesn't work and you die. So it's kind of like uh, the same way that people would say that uh, I have a dependency on uh, hydrogen hydroxide and I can't go three days without it. That would be a that would be a, a ludicrous statement. That way too, well, right? You have a dependency on O2. Yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to chime in here and say that one's pretty goddamn important. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Right. And uh, unless yeah. you can, unless you can, you know, you're an anaerobic organism, then yeah, uh, pretty you, much. You know what? Uh, th- there was a time last year where if I could have flipped into something like that, I think I would have. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I know uh, evolution does not work that quickly with us. Uh, we are humans, not Zerg. Um, Starcraft players will get that reference. I um, do. Yeah, we're kind of obligate, you know, aerobes. Yeah, we have to breathe. You know what? Hold on, hold on. You just you just hit a great one. Breatharians. If you don't know, (laughs) oh no, no, oh no, 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 no. no. Oh yes, oh yes. We're going right down that one. We're going right down that one. Breatharians, you cannot live off of sunlight. You are not capable of photosynthesis unless you're a plant. Or unless you have uh, a Wendy's right nearby that you can get to serendipitously in the dead of night. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah, she was kind of busted. Yeah, a little bit. So (laughs) those of you that don't understand, breatharians (laughs) are under the belief, for whatever reason, that it is possible to accept the power of the universe through sunlight to maintain... You're, but it, it it's bullshit. It doesn't work with spit. Some woman, oh god, I forgot who the hell it was, but uh, within the last two years, some woman said that she was willing to put herself under the testing conditions and prove that it works with medical staff watching over her. She lasted, I forget how many days it was, without food or drink. And uh, I think it was within a week or give or take or so. And the medical person said, look, um, your heart rate is double what we started with. You're not as cognizant as you had been when we started. Uh, yeah, we're, we're stopping this. No, no, I'm fine. I can go. No, I honestly would uh, say that, you know, uh, See, here's the thing about Mother Nature. Mother Nature rarely ever gives warnings. She tends to make, set examples. I really think this lady should have set the example of how well this really worked for us. She should have been let to just, yeah, let it go. Let's you know, see what keeps happening. Because the more warning labels we put on things like, warning, do not attempt to stop the chainsaw with your hand. We let more stupid people live. Well, and the sad part is there are warning labels for a reason because somebody obviously attempted to do something stupid and then they sued. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
you're looking up that you're looking up that person are you no i'm looking up something else that i just heard recently i'm I'm just saying maybe we should let take off some of these warning labels uh tech i would nine times out of ten i would agree with you on that one but especially with the chainsaw yeah well yeah but earlier today um I did catch the number 10. That makes me say no. Um, have any of you guys heard of something called Jilly Juice? Never heard of it. No. Good. Actually, no, not, not good because th- this has to get out as to be one of the biggest things of bullshit I've ever seen. Jilly Juice. Now, I, heard, I have heard of raw water, which is... Oh, yeah. I, I was actually going to come around to that one, too. Um, Jelly Juice app on the Android store and the iTunes. No, no, no. A- Jilly juice, not jelly juice. What? Wait, wait. Jilly. Spell it. Jilly juice, J I L L Y, was created by a person by the name of Jillian My. Jillian My Fee. Fermented cabbage juice. Yes, it's it's cabbage with water and salt. And you are supposed to drink a gallon of this swill every day. Ah. <gasps> And it is going to nuke uh, certain things in your body that allegedly cause cancer, cause this, cause that. I've seen parts of the videos that uh, she's put out talking about, you know, that she's an expert in this and basically throws a whole bunch of crap. And um, somebody, I've talked, somebody I've talked about before on this uh, show, um, again, I'm getting myself in a ton of trouble here, at least in the social ladders. Do uh, it. J- Jeff Holiday. He of the uh, Jeff Holiday E621 face, uh, back when we were talking with First Science. He was the guy whose face I showed uh, when they were interviewing Two Griffin. Ah, uh, he went on to E621 and kind of went, <gasps> Gotcha. Yeah, one of his things, uh, one of his shticks on, um, on, on his YouTube channel is debunking pseudoscience. He's, and some of the stuff he does is awesome. And I saw this one. And I'd have to go back and watch it again, but somebody was filming their kid taking this stuff because apparently she was sick. And this Jilly Juice was supposed to, you know, it was it was the ultimate cleanse. It was going to be the miracle cure. It was the sacred water that, you know, that, you know, Peter Popoff could actually go, hey, if you send money, I'll send you this. The kid died. Oh, I'm sure. No, no, no. The kid died. That's no, my number I 10. Mean, I mean, seriously. <laughs> Uh, you overload sodium like that and you screw up your electrolytes and it messes up. I put too much salt on my fries and my, my heart feels it. I, I would die after three sips of this crap. Yeah. You know, here's here's the thing. I just electronic impulses to your heart and can stop it. Yeah. If you have too much or too little sodium. Yes. What what is it? It's the sodium potassium balance, isn't it? You get too much of one or too much of the other. It it kills you. Yes. It's not, you'll be minorly inconvenienced. No, you'll be metabolically challenged to use the PC term. And for those of you that don't know what I just said, dead. Yeah. Tech, go ahead and say that because I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something myself. So I just did a Google search for jelly juice, right? And the first two results are, the first one is uh, a post on YouTube Mm -hmm. by E. Wade called the Jelly, the Jelly Juice Recipe. And, oh, look at that. Comments for this video are disabled. 
there are no comments. It's just yes. a guide to how to make it. Okay. The second one, uh, second li- uh, l- link from Google is the AMA or Ask Me Anything uh, uh, feed.com website that ref- that is uh, titled, and the article is titled AMA, Leading Researcher Exposing Jillian Epper- Epperly and the Child Abuse Within Her Facebook Poop Culture. And it even has, um, it, it talks about what it, what, what this fat is, what it's, what kind of problems it's causing the fact that somebody has actually died because of this. Um, the, uh, with actual links to the persons showing, uh, uh, the person named Bruce who did drink it actually drank it on YouTube, uh, uh, on video, um, her on video admitting that Bruce died, uh, because he wasn't drinking enough of her juice, but that he was on it. Uh, her laughing about the guy dying in, in hospice, uh, which uh, while on her protocol, except he was drinking it before he got to hospice. He had to go to hospice because he drank her shit. Yeah. Um, um, I put a link in the chat. Uh, maybe you can make it into the show notes. Uh, this is a Jeff Holiday's video that I was talking about. It's titled, a song of salt and poo. <laughs> I um, put the I, link for the AMA, by the way. I mean, he, he does take a bit of a humorous turn on it, but um, he's done this with a couple of other things. He, he's he's getting more into, uh, you know, debunking a lot of pseudoscience, you know, actually being skeptical about this kind of stuff. Uh, and he did a great one on the whole raw water thing. Uh, he, he has a persona that he's just recently created. Uh, one of these, uh, oh God, what was the term that, uh, that, that guy who called in a Seth Andrews called it happy, hippie, holistic, healing horseshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, th- this character's name is uh, hemlock Moonwolf. hemlock Moonwolf. He does that, uh, talking about raw water and all they can think of with that one is, um, you remember recently somebody tried to do a thing about um, unpasteurized milk? Uh, do you remember that one? It was like somebody in the government said, you know, unpasteurized milk is is just fine. We we don't need to pasteurize it, you know, and it's good for you. And then his entire cabinet got sick. I don't specifically remember that one, but somehow that's not surprising. I'm going to cite that one then. I'm going to find, I want to find that one. Look, I, I did not have nearly enough coffee to offset the amount of, of, food coma i've got going on so you just bear with me a little bit oh okay i have cold medicine going on so yeah (laughs) yeah at this rate i I gotta i gotta start a second list at this point because i was about to say i've got so much meat in me from dinner tonight it's not even funny and i'm i'm never gonna hear the end of this here it is here it is double entendre i got it here it's from uh, okay, the, the set I got is from Modern Farmer. Uh, this is from March of, of 2016. Uh, lawmakers drink raw milk to celebrate its legality, become immediately sick. <sighs> Shocking. Uh, this happened in West Virginia. Uh, Governor Earl Ray Tomlin signed into law a bill that makes it legal to drink, but not sell, raw milk throughout the state. Despite pressures from the dairy industry and from the FDA which actually testified that raw milk is unsafe. However, the law doesn't go into effect for 30 days. Uh, According to the tipster who remains anonymous, state representative Scott Cadle 
a Republican, Republican of West Virginia's 13th district, brought in some raw milk to celebrate legalization. Cadle, says the tipster, handed out samples to various other representatives and now verifies... Um, Oh, and, and now verifies WSAZ, I guess it's the local news station, several West Virginia lawmakers are severely sick to their stomachs. And in, in, the, in the perfect um, case of I'm going to cover my ass, uh, Pat McGeehan, Republican of West Virginia's first district. Boy, that R word's coming up a couple of times in this one, isn't it? Can't imagine why. Yeah. One of the afflicted says that while he did drink the raw milk, that a stomach bug is going around and that he does not believe his illness to be related to the milk. You know, hold on a second there, because um, we're going we're gonna to wrap this together with something. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, by the way, Trippin. Beaver thief? No, that has such a different connotation these days. All right, Trippin, you five minutes in the corner for that one. No, uh, Stephanie had said, People who are stupid do not have the sense to understand they are stupid. There is an actual technical term for that, it is called the Dunning Kruger effect. Hmm. Someone who is so in- insipid about a topic and don't know that they don't know anything about the topic and don't care specifically like, and that they that they don't care like our POTUS yeah or yeah. the we're, we're we're defunding uh medicare or nowhere we're we're defunding obamacare but but I can keep my affordable care act right yeah, there's that. Now, see, there there was a there was a funny way that they were able to circumnavigate the whole. You're not allowed to sell it, but you're allowed to drink it. You want to know what the loophole was? If you buy the cow, but you have someone operate the machinery for you to get the milk, and then you go and pick up your milk from your cow that you own. So it's kind of like you buy a horse. You better watch where you're going on this one, mister. Just just hold on. Let's say I buy a horse. And I need a place to keep it. I need a place to keep it. My, uh, I don't know if they, I don't know if there's such a thing as a decent law, but my nephew's wife, her family owns a ranch not too far from here. Hey. I could keep keep the horse there and go up there and 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 ride it whenever I wanted. Um, you know, so technically, it would be my horse, but it would stay there. And so a dairy farmer could, you know, yeah, I've got three hundred head of cow, but yeah, that one belongs to Billy Joe Bob, dumbass. Uh, you know, from Boise, um, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, you, you, you've purchased, say a license to own that cow, but you I, I can see the loopholes. Yes. And that's, that's, that is quite literally how they got around that loophole of you can't sell it, but you can <clears> drink <throat> it because you can't sell what you already own. Is that right? No, that's that. Yeah. That that's, that's, that's pretty much it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, you know what? Hold on a second. Hold, hold it right there a second. Bridget. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember what kind of stuff can, can end up in uh, milk that has been uh, unpasteurized. And unhomogenized, well, just unpasteurized for one thing. E. coli is the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. E. coli is predominantly, you can also get salmonella and you can get, um, <sighs> I am trying to think of all the crap that's in raw milk. Well, actually, um, basically crap. anything that's in poop. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, to put it bluntly. Yeah, there's a um things hang down quite do your I'm sorry, I'm not gonna No. There there was a picture I saw of um what raw milk looks like. Um it was it was now it was a bit of a dishonest photograph. It was actually um almost pinkish in color as if someone had mixed some blood in there or something. Uh I probably so because no 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 but but hold on. Uh it turns out what it was is that was the um the first bit of milk, uh, well, the type that the cow produces right after she calves. And that stuff has all the necessary antibiotics, antibiotics, antibodies, um, proteins, uh, fats and stuff that the calf needs like that, that instant hit. Um, Oh, here's, here's what all you can get. Salmonella, listeria. Oh boy. The fun ones. Campylobacter. Ooh. Yeah, Stephanie's uh, listing TB. Uh, yeah, all kinds of really nifty. Oh, the no, wait a second. The the milk right after birth isn't isn't. Am I thinking of the right term? Cloistrum, Col- colostrum, colostrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but the fact is that is stuff that you know the calf needs right away. Um, you know, kind of like how a baby needs a mother's milk right away because it's full of. The stuff you need to keep you alive past those first couple of months where you, you, you know, yeah. you, you're, you're kind of new at this, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, that's, that's one of the reasons why, uh, <laughs> spoilers, little TMI over on our side. Hi. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we were very lucky that, uh, Fuji was able to, you know, you breastfeed for tiny tribble for the, the amount of time that we had. Um, you know, once we, once we found out what was going on, we were a little concerned of course, but we, fears were laid and well, yeah. TT has been, you know, good, healthy, you know, that's good. Knock on, that's, good. that's good to hear. Knock on wood. But, um, but the thing of it is where, where did this all come through to? well, Everybody tried raw milk as as a as a as a celebration thing instead of having, um, you know, j- just between you and me, um, having champagne would probably have been better. Even bad champagne really isn't that bad. By the way, um, you should try it for yourselves. Flat champagne, it's wonderful to drink. Seriously, you should try it sometime. But if everybody has the same drink and everybody gets sick. Now you see domino effect of you know cause and effect. You kind of have to wonder what in the hell's going on. Yeah. Now, of course, correlation doesn't equal causation. True. Um. True, but but the FDA is really good at tracing back where illnesses come from. 
Yes, yes, they are at a genetic level too. Yes. And that's kind of where, you know, again, this was a, uh, okay. This is from a website called modern farmer. Okay. We're not exactly talking the, the fricking times here. Um, and let, let's face it, you know, investigative journalism is dead. He, uh, oh, okay. okay. It's, it's, it's screaming in agony right now. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, and part of the problem for that is, well, us uh, collectively. And, and I don't mean us as, you know, the people on the show or even those of you that are listening and being part of it, but I mean us collectively as a culture, there's so much more gotta have it, 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 gotta have it. And much less of the, this is how it is. I mean, for those of you that don't really remember what it was like when, you know, CBS news came on and the guy with the big glasses was on and was telling you, this is how it was. You know, Walter Cronkite was, he was a great speaker. He was a great orator. He was a journalist. And he made sure that what went on the air, almost without fail, almost, because there were a couple of mistakes, was a fact. Now, you guys know for well, I don't like to say truth. Facts. This is what happened. This is what made it happen. This is what it is going to have happen. Okay, I can't talk with spit. Anyway, you get the idea. It was well, researched. It was See, researched. I remember, I remember a, a, a commercial years ago, a TV commercial for McLean's Magazine. Uh, it's a Canadian publication. Oh, good. Uh, I was I was about to say, I thought he was dead. I mean, but that's <laughs> Stevenson, so. Yeah, anyways. Um, and it was this, this young, younger fellow and his dad most likely an actor, but his dad was the stereotypical stodgy old fart. Um, and his idea of news was the facts, the figures, that's the way it is. And there you go. And the guys, he's trying to spin the McLean's magazines. Like, but when I go into McLean's, I get to see what's behind the story. I get to, I get to get a history of, of what happens it was like, okay, so, and having read McLean's magazine for quite a few years, it's a lot of editorial. It's a lot of opinion. There, and, and the way a lot of these journalists these days frame things, you don't have to be, you don't have to think that you need to be skeptical because all your questions are actually answered right there, or at least any of the questions you thought you might want to ask. You know, whereas, you know, classical news, like news was not the selling point of a TV station. It it was, it was an obligation in between your sitcoms, your sports and your soap operas. It was, you know, public service. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and then CNN came around, you know, the first 24 hour news station. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, and then suddenly, well, but, but now here's the idea of, okay, now you got news 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's breaking news as it happens. But the trouble is back then 
as it happens, didn't happen very often. So then you started getting these personalities, your, your, your polizons, your, 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 your entire hee-haw cast of fricking Fox news. Um, your other hee-haw cast of MSNBC. Let, let's be fair and balanced here. Unlike Fox news. Um, but the thing is now it's not news shows. It's just a bunch of blowhards on either side of the political spectrum spewing out their own editorial opinions on stuff and the facts are getting buried. And it's, it's really too bad. And it's it, society's being dumbed down to the point where not, you don't need to be skeptical. You don't need to ask those questions because you know, it will take care of it for you. And everybody's like, Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll go, I'll go back to my WWE or whatever. And you know, I'll just believe whatever, um, Tucker Carlson or Rachel Maddow, depending on what side you're on, I'll just believe what they tell me and be done with it. Could be worse. You could be reading goop. I honestly, I want to send a note to, especially to the, to Jeff holiday. Cause again, he, he's kind of going after this kind of stuff. I want to see him take aim at goop and just start ripping every single one of those products apart. For those of you that don't know what goop is, uh, Good. Keep it that way. Yeah. Seriously, don't. No, just, just, just leave it there. Don't worry about it. Yeah, three words, folks. Spiritual vampire repellent. Yep. Wait, what? Yes. Goop is selling spiritual vampire repellent. Uh, there's also the uh, the jade kegel egg. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Well, okay, I, I, I knew somebody who, who was kind of into kegels, and um, uh, you, you didn't need an egg to do it, apparently, she told me. Um, again, this is not something that I can actually, you know, I, I, I can't really relate. Um, you know, re- regardless of whatever I would identify as, uh, that's just physically not possible for me. Um. But, but yeah, because it was made out of jade, there's the whole, uh, there's a lot of crystal therapy behind that. Uh, you know, yeah, there was a lady who retired from the, um, uh, department that I work for, uh, when she was asked what she was going to do, uh, in her retirement, you know, to keep herself busy, she's like, oh, well, I'm going to start this, uh, crystal healing center. And I'm going to follow it through with uh, acupuncture. What are you targeting? What, what kind of argue, target or, uh, audience are you going for? It's like, oh, people with chronic illnesses. It's like, going, oh, God. Oh, sorry. It's not spiritual vampire. It's psychic vampire repellent. Tomatoes, tomatoes, whatever. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's made by a place called, get this. The Paper Crane Apothecary. Okay. Origami. Um, yeah. Well, the, the the idea is that they're trying to they're trying to get the idea of you know the the ancient Oriental healing ideas. So you know if it's old, it must be good. Uh, Trippin. Trippin's asking a, a a good question, and I think I think something that is is worth. Would the fairness doctrine 
I got to kind of explain about that in a second. Would the fairness doctrine bring facts back into news since news is called entertainment now? Once upon a time here in the U.S., we had something that was referred to as the fairness doctrine, the idea that if you have someone on to discuss something, you would need to have someone else to counter the the, the story and you you shouldn't do a story without someone to counter because that's what the fairness doctrine was for. Um, there's a problem with that because we have situations where you've got things like conspiracy theories where someone will go ahead and say, look, metal doesn't metal doesn't melt at that temperature. And then you've got the guy in the uh, in the in the in the blacksmith shop who can say it doesn't need to it doesn't need to melt at this temperature. Look, here's my pinky. It bends really simple. You don't need anybody to to having these far fetched ideas come out. I mean, you would end up having somebody that said, "Well, we have all the stuff from the seventies about Bigfoot showing that it's uh it was fake and false, false and phony." And this is what's made such a such a, a great tourist attraction out there and out west. So now here we have someone who is going to go ahead and talk to us for their equal time because we have to about how real Bigfoot is and his sexual proclivities, apparently. You know, stupid shit like that. And before oh. you think that I'm joking, that's exactly what it would come down to. No, but I mean, come on. I don't think that's how it worked before, though, Shujin. How, how, but, but, but when you think about it, how entertaining would it be to have, um, oh, I don't know, a, a particular geologist that I used to know as um, Wildwood Claire and Nephilim Free on 60 Minutes talking about the, the uh, I don't even know where this came from, but the Noarchian Flood. I, I'm sorry. I I would get cable back to watch that one. You know how annoying it is to have to interview people who think that the craters on the moon came from water. I can't. I can't do. I can't do a. a what the hell was his name? Even Andy Rooney. Andy, Andy Rooney. I was about to say Mickey Rooney. I'm like, no, that's not right, man. That's the wrong name. Well, well actually, the, the thing is, Mickey Rooney would like verbally eviscerate the guy, wrap him up in a nice purple bow, and then ship no, him off to wherever. No, no, that's, no, that's no, not. No, that's get pwned. No, that's not Mickey. Mickey, no, Mickey Rooney would have been so nice and and, and terribly generous. No, you're. Uh, oh God, I'm trying to remember who the hell it was. Mister Warmth, Don Rickles. That's who it was. He would do it. Oh God, uh, I miss Don Rickles. That's a whole other thing. Anyway, never mind. Moving, moving, moving. But Andy Rooney. Well, and uh, Andy, Andy was just curmudgeon most of the time. On he on was that. that was part of his charm. Well, I think um, I think one thing the fairness doctrine would do is it would definitely get rid of a lot of these um, echo chambers that you see on TV these days, on both sides. You know, you've got all of Fox News, but then you've also got Real Time with Bill Maher. You've got everything on MSNBC. You've got you've got shows that you know want to be political and hard driving, but I don't see a lot of opposition on those shows or, you know, in the case of uh, David Silverman against Bill O'Reilly, you're walking into a lion's den where the interviewer is a complete and utter moron. 
who's following his own narrative and the person that comes on to debunk everything. Well, Oh, you're, you're just a liberal lefty or something like, okay. I, I kind of channeled Alex Jones for a second there. I, I didn't mean to. No, um, you, unless, unless you've got spittle flying all over the place, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, you're fine. <laughs> See, th- but, but the thing of it is in, in this information age, it should not be this hard for people to look up all of five seconds worth of work Copy, paste, Google. Boom. Oh, look at that. Snopes has already got it. And 14 different other websites that have got debunking stuff to them. Well, that, that would be fine. But that's the thing. Like, okay, your Google search, my Google search. I imagine the Google search of just about everybody on this panel. I can't speak for everybody because I don't know what you, I don't know what you do with your web browser after hours. And I don't care. <laughs> but I go looking for facts. I, I do go looking for stuff that is um, that either tries to confirm or debunk something I've heard. That's us. But we all know that depending on what you search for on Google is going to tailor what your search results are going to be because that's part of the algorithm mm-hmm. because they want to make it more user-friendly slash you have to think even less about it. So, yeah, we find stuff maybe with the first 10 sites or maybe the things we're looking for. But, you know, somebody wants to go uh, do something about um, Joel Osteen, you know, or or some faith healing or something like that. If that's what they've been doing a lot of, they're going to get a front page full of the kind of crap that we tend to, that we like to tear apart. Yeah. So, don't we? You know, so so Google, while it's a good first step, it's you can't call it the end all, the be all end all. You know, but unfortunately, how do you tell somebody that? Well, you know what? Go to page two. Go go to page three. Well, I don't have time for that. Uh, you know, th- this is good enough. You know, because because I need to get back to my soap opera. I need to get back to my YouTube videos. Or I need to get back on the Twitter and hashtag my life away. I, I've got to copyright that hashtagging my life away. I just <laughs> that's going to be you the know, new. That, that, that's that's been an obsession of mine since years. I mean, since decades. Because like, not only um, do most articles not cite their sources, um, you oh. can't tell the quality of the source. Yes. Uh, you can't tell if the data has been peer reviewed. So, you know, even if somebody provides a link to the source, well, it could be a source of their choosing. I mean, you know, whatever on, if, for example, um, conserva- yeah. conservapedia site on Joel's, you know, have sources that are just basically uh, sunshine up your ass uh, sources yeah. that say nothing but good about them. Yeah, or somebody trying to talk about, um, oh boy, I'm just, I'm painting a big target on me, on my, myself today. I do apologize if there's any collateral. Um, Dude, the, the idea that we would get any feedback is fine by me. Yeah. There is a, okay. Uh, you guys remember Jan, uh, Django Unchained? You guys seen it? I have not. Yep. <sighs> Sorry. I have. That's okay. Oh, okay. Joseph, you, you can help me out on this one. 
Um, the scene where DiCaprio breaks that skull and he shows the, the divots in the skull as proof that the black man has less cognitive thought. There's a, there's a, a name for that. Craniology. Phrenology. Oh, phrenology. I'm sorry. Phrenology. Okay. Thank you. Um, there's also physiognomy. Yeah. But anyways, um, somebody on YouTube tried to put out a thing, not using something that bad, but trying to go for, um, genetic disposition by race. And that depending on your race, you have a certain genetic makeup that, um, could predispose you to a particular ability or lack of a particular ability. And the source that she used was the daily stormer. Yeah. The thing is the argument, um, may have held merit. Like th there might be something to it. There might be something that, you know, you could actually go to a much more legitimate scientific source and say, yes, there, there is this, or there is that. But to go to a site that is like generally known for uh, white supremacist rhetoric, yeah, you need to check your sources a little bit more. Yeah, by the way, Tech, go ahead and explain yourself. So um, there's this little thing called the napkin religion. It's really great. Uh, on a napkin, it is written. The napkin religion is the one true religion, religion because it says so right here on this napkin. Well, Bill, there's this book. Yeah. Same crap. Yeah. Now, uh, for more information, um, if I, uh, it, basically uh, the idea is that it, is a demonstration of circular logic. Uh, and the author of this was, uh, Albert Norton, I believe. Let me double check this. Nephew religion. Yeah. Well, while, while you're looking that one up, just to just give a little bit of context, uh, this is also part of the argument of, well, Spider-Man is real because I have plenty of books that show that Spider-Man is real. I even have movies and TV shows that demonstrate that Spider-Man was real in New York, prove that he wasn't. You know... Were you there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I, I was born in Brooklyn, so yeah, yeah, I kind of was. Yeah. So, blow me. I, I, no, I mean, I, I did hear about a guy who did scale up a Where building of Spider-Man, and he was probably arrested when he got to the top. Well, um, there there was a guy who did it up the uh, up the World Trade Center at one point too, but that's not, that's probably the guy I'm thinking of. It probably was. That. Yeah, but yeah, the, the cops were waiting for him at the top. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. Um, again, showing my non-U.S. naivete here. Is there a newspaper, or was there a newspaper in New York? called the daily bugle um i don't know to the best of my recollection and and i'm 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 outside of the marvel verse 
to the best of my recollection, no, there was not. Uh huh. There were there have been a number of of books, uh, uh, a number of periodicals over the over the se- a couple of centuries that New York has been in existence. To the best of my knowledge, no, there has not been a bugle of any kind. So that so somebody says, you know, Spider Man is real because you know he was in New York. Okay, so if that's the case, then Peter Parker did actually work for the Daily Bugle. However, if the Daily Bugle did not exist in New York, then what? Well, uh, then we uh, then 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 we have a, a, a burning sweatshop that spoke to him in in Soho. I'm, I'm I get I get nothing. Uh, I'm just looking here. Uh, according to Wikipedia, mm. the Daily Bugle, at one time the DB, because, you know, hipster, is a New York City tabloid newspaper appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Uh, the, yeah, the fictional newspaper is meant to be a pastiche of both the New York Daily News and the New York Post, two popular real-life New York City tabloids. So, conclusion, at least according to Wikipedia, the Daily Bugle does not exist. Therefore, Peter Parker cannot work for the Daily Bugle. Therefore, if you say Spider-Man is real because you got all these books, guess what? Um, Oh, boy, how did Seth Andrews put it? Yeah, I think we got to prescribe this personal laxative because apparently this patient is still full of shit. No, 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 because you know full well you can't trust everything that you find on Wikipedia. This is that true. old argument. Now, I, I, I only bring that Does up your back hurt, Shujin, from moving those goalposts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no a good idea. starting point, but people do edit. I know, I, I, I know, I know. Um, and some of those edits have been absolutely hysterical. Were, were it not for those edits, we would not have the term Santorum today. This is true. <sighs> but at least it was cited. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. If you don't know what Santorum is outside of uh, a, a politician, don't Google go it. looking it up. No, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, because <laughs> this particular type of Santorum is, in fact, outside of a politician. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, I guess we should tell people cast. not to Google lemon party either. We hear a whole crap football cast. Do not in any way, shape, or form suggest that you should be looking up anything that has to do with Santorum or waffles of any color. All right, that's fine. That's as far as we're going with this. Dallin, don't even try to clean that up because that's not even going to work. I, uh, I, I don't know who... Uh... Who, who actually created the 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 neck and religion thing? Um, sorry, I'm just not able to find the origin. I did find something very humorous though, and uh, what what it basically says is uh, uh, it was a t-shirt design. While I was looking around for the origins here, it says people ask why as an atheist, I still say, "Oh my god." Because it makes perfect sense. We say, "Oh my god," when something is unbelievable. There you go. That is an interesting point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't find what I was looking for, but I found a uh, a runner up. 
No, that's okay. Uh, Stephanie had said, and and I already I already uh, typed this over in the chat, but uh, Stephanie had said, uh, shame we cannot make Google fact based. Kind of going back to what Dallin was talking about, how you know algorithms and all that shit, uh, or to at least highlight woo as woo, meaning uh, bullshit as bullshit. Which woo did you? Did you, tr- Joey? Did you try to bullshit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, did you bullshit uh, last week? Okay, no. now uh, to ah. the best of, to the best of my recollection, some group had built a plugin. Uh, I, I forget if it was Rational Wiki or or some uh, some group like that had tried to build or or had accomplished in building a browser plugin so that you would be able to get truth measurements or you, you know uh, to try to figure out what stuff was rated higher and what stuff was rated lower on the quote unquote truth meter if you will, you know, to, to find out, okay, this answer, more people have said that this answer is right. It has legit stuff to it. And this stuff over here. Yeah. Not so much. Found it. Oh, did you now? Well, okay. Damn. You're good. Well, I don't ever want to have to say that again in this context. It's time to write. Whatever. Now, oh my god! Again, call, call this call this knee jerk. This is gonna t- this could take a little bit uh, more of a deeper dive, but this is from a site called Pointer, uh, spelled P O Y N T E R. So I again, I do doubt the veracity. I, I was about to ask if there were sister if there was a sister site, but never mind. Oh. <laughs> Boo. Uh, well, we know why we keep tech on the show. Uh, <laughs> it's got everything to do. It's all about the Z's. Got the Z's every time. This never no, sorry. It's good. You see, I can't. Do, I can't do that that song because for me, it's all about the Z's. Uh, oh, I'm Canadian. Give me a break. Anyways, it's all right. Well, okay. So this article is from 2014. Unfortunately. Um, However, it is called, oh, and look at this. It was done by a, a team of 16 people in Paris. Uh, it's called True Click. Again, spelled T-R-O-O Click. Okay. Um, and apparently it is a browser plugin for both Chrome and Firefox that alerts you if an article you're reading includes what they call glitches. Now, a glitch could be an incorrect fact, information that conflicts with other media reports about the same topic, or something about the publisher's ethics or the ethics of the article itself that a reader should be aware of. Uh, this is sparking my curiosity. Yeah, so, definitely put that into uh, definitely put that into our chat so I can I can see by adding that later too because uh, this is interesting. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm working on now with a uh, with the French team. Uh, no, tell us. Semantic web um, application for historical data that includes sources and peer reviewed um, peer reviewed data, which means uh, not only is everything within it sourced, it's also peer reviewed, and there's going to be a notation of how many citations and all that because the historical record is a thing for scientific review as well. Hmm. Unf- but it's funny how the French, the French, they're trying to implement this for many things, but nobody's quite made it yet. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, 
And I think it's part of a European initiative, if I'm not. Uh, it, it was funded by a European initiative. That's how things yeah. work here. Well, I just checked the um, I checked the link for the site, and unfortunately, it looks like the site's dead. It probably um, died around dead, 2014, yeah. no? Well, that's when it came out, so... Because it's since I started working on this thing, I found that like almost every project died between uh, 2009, 2014. Joe Cartoon, Joe Cartoon. <laughs> What's that? Uh, speaking of old sites. Yeah, I'm sorry. We were talking about sites that are basically virtually dead or already dead. And I'm thinking Joe Cartoon, God, I miss you. Oh, the frog in a blender, the hamster in the microwave. Superfly. There's, there's a website dedicated to dead websites. Luckily, is... Albino Black Sheep is still up and going strong. Oh my God, I haven't heard. People, if you have no idea what it is that we're talking about at this point, you're young. Yes. Live it up. Oh my you're God. You're not alone. <laughs> um, but, but no, I, I, I do honestly think like, for those of us who don't feel they have the time or the inclination, like, and unfortunately this is, this is the society we live in, you know, this kind of spoon fed society that, you know, a lot of people glom onto, like I've just talking with members of my family about certain things. It is kind of disheartening sometimes to, to hear what they have to say. And to realize that, yeah, they've actually bought into the same kind of line of, of BS that, uh, you know, was debunked a long time ago. Th thankfully, my my one brother who I like to talk to a lot, that at least he hasn't started talking about the glories of solar roadways because, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you better get that bottle of rum because you and I are going to have a very long chat. I Bye. swallowed that pill. I was like. When they first started up, I was like ecstatic. Oh, uh, me too. Me too. I, I, because I mean, the idea, I mean, it's one thing to come up with an idea, but you know, we're sooner or later we're confronted with reality. Well, okay. Two these things people have to... been kind of buried in reality and they don't seem to quite understand. Yeah. Two things need to happen in order for the solar roadway to work. Um, one, we need hover cars, land speeders. But that's what I said five years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nobody was listening to you then. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, nobody's okay. listening to you. Yeah, it all goes back yeah, to what I was saying true. about putting pressure on the road during various temperatures, causing whoop road to go. Yeah, uh, My conclusion was basically get back to me when we have hover cars. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, we need that. And then we also need... we need to make solar cells more efficient. Like I, I can't, what's the, uh, I can't, I think the return is something like 20%. No, no shit. No. Uh, the best that I can remember in recent memory was somewhere between 13 and 15%. Okay. And that's high. Yeah. So, so that's being optimistic. So yeah. what you would need then is you would need the ability for solar, the solar panels to, have a higher return you know it's kind of like cold fusion like well yeah we can kind of do it but unfortunately the amount of energy we put in is equal to the amount of energy we put out 
So the ratio is, it's a zero sum. So in this case, you need, yeah, you, you get some benefit, but you need more benefit for it to work properly. Yeah, or, we need or, super conductivity because uh, we lose most of the energy in the transfer of it. Yeah, exactly. So solar technology is not where it needs to be in order to have those kind of roads and more and vehicle technology is nowhere near where it needs to be. Um, well, that's because of the, 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 the petrol industry. Yeah, there, there is that. I mean, we've, we've had the technology for um, automated cars, um, like hardwired, like connected to the highway. We've had this technology since like, the 1970s. Yeah. Um, you, an electric highway, you know, a highway that has like, it's basically um, an electric circuit and you've got, you don't even need batteries. The car hooked up to a. Oh, I've heard of that. It's, it's almost like a third rail system. For, yeah. For your car. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. More or less. But we've had the technology for that since the 1970s, but there, there's no money in it. So. Well, yeah, we got something like that, too, in, in just about every place in the United States. It's called bumper cars. That little antenna um, that uh, keeps you on the grid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's hilarious. I like to watch that thing. So I always got the shit knocked out of me. How is this working? Oh, wow. Well, the, the funny part about that is, uh, I mean, there are plenty of uh, overground trolley cars that are using the similar idea where they've got the wire overhead and it's got a, the, uh, the, a piece picking up from that. The C-Train in well, Calgary uses that. Yeah. The TGB, it goes like fucking 300 kilometers an hour. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you've got the you got the cars uh, above ground over in uh, uh, over in Toronto, and uh, the above ground system over here in Buffalo. Which, yeah. by the way, the uh, the train system in Buffalo, part of it is above ground, part of it is below ground, and it's a straight line. Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Anyway, um, by the way, uh, corners taking corners must be fun. No. It's it's literally a straight line, except for one or two minor curbs. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, by the way, Trippin, if you can find that, if you can find that, uh, Trippin was making reference to uh, the BS detector. If you can find that link, please send it along. I'd be more than happy to take a look over at that. But um, I, I was going to say, when I was a kid in the seventies. Yeah, uh, shut up. I had a light on the front and the back of my bicycle. No batteries. How did it work? I leaned back. I clicked a little uh, a little switch, and I had a little generator that rode on the side of the wheel. We have the ability of making generations, uh, of making generators that are simply straight up helical designs that captured the wind from any direction at any time, no moving parts other than the generator at the bottom, picking up the torque from the wind. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want, if you want roadways that warm themselves up enough to keep the, you know, the, the ice from freezing, uh, how about these things generate power and power heating elements up and down, and keep the 
temperature to 40 Fahrenheit, you know, just enough so that it melts everything and it doesn't freeze over. Yeah. Again, I worry about, um, when it comes to that, again, I worry about the whole thaw and freeze. Well, yes. Be there's a magic. Yeah. It's questions like these, like even your, your bike generator example. I mean, like we're talking about hybrid cars that switch between, you know, battery. Well, you know, why, why doesn't like the car has kinetic motion. Um, so for example, why doesn't when you switch over to uh, petrol, why doesn't the car use that motion? to power generators for battery so you can switch over to fuel and recharge the battery i mean uh it, usually they do they the, do yes uh usually with the hybrids uh the point of the of the gas engine is a if you need extra well extra torque you know beyond beyond what the uh what the battery can give you alone and it supplements and then when the battery starts dropping off on power it runs enough to basically power the generator and power itself in case you need it. Okay. At least the, the, the better ones do it that way. But, yeah, that's not what it, because there was uh, not the Volta was the predecessor to the Volta. There was one, there was even a documentary made about an electric car that came out in the 1980s and there were got a huge, um, ad campaign about it and like uh, they were giving them to celebrities and all that and um they made some documentaries about celebrities driving these cars and then quietly this project was killed well i forget what it was called um have you guys seen the movie demolition man with sylvester stallone uh the was it sylvester stallone with wesley snipes sandra bullock oh yeah that's what it was yeah, so Joey uh, nodding his head there. You, you, you mean the one where um, you can't help but hear... Once somebody has planted it into your head, that's it. You'll never watch that movie with a straight face again. Are you going to do that to us now? To you guys, yes. To the audience, no. Because they have to find out for themselves. Not do it anyway. Although... Every, every time you hear Stallone yell, Paradox! Just... The way he says it sounds like an awful lot like a certain piece of male anatomy. Uh, as soon as that is stuck in your head, you will never watch that film with a straight face. Yeah. But anyways, um, cars <laughs> in that movie. Oh, the foam? Well, not just that, but the... Um, this was 1992. Uh, it was called the GM Ultralight, and it was a um, let's see, it's a concept car. Uh, let's see, Ultralight weighed only six hundred thirty-five kilograms total. Had um, not bad. Used a four horsepower ant motor to cruise at fifty-five miles per hour. Um. Okay, I was wrong. Uh, I originally thought that was an electric car. Uh, in the movie, it was done to be, it was done up to be an electric car. 
However, this thing actually used a three-cylinder combustion engine. Three? Mm-hmm. That That's... is not uncommon. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the original Volkswagens used a uh, straight three-cylinder engine. Yeah. See, originally I thought it was a... Um... I thought it was an electric vehicle, but I was wrong because I, I thought it was like uh, like Joseph was talking about a a concept. I thought maybe that was it, but no, that's when, not. When you look back, your your four cylinder, your six cylinder kind of vehicles weren't that common before uh, the closing of World War II. Really, uh, we used we used them for uh, like you know the straight six that was originally in the uh, Jeep. Because they needed that kind of torque and the the power that that provided for the military vehicles. It wasn't until after the war when you start seeing these explosions of, you know, well, everything's got a straight six now because we like having that power. Or, you know, now we got a, a V6 or a V8 or V12. It was all about power, status, and, you know, honestly my argument would be that cars got away from us. Yeah. And it now, became a mating ritual. Yeah. And you know, funny enough, mind of- there is nobody that needs 240 horsepower to get where they're going. Nobody needs a big dick either, but just because you know what? No, I'm no, no, I, I've not had nearly enough coffee to keep me awake long enough to get that joke out. What I was going to say was that uh, now, now you're reminding me of uh, my uh, my bud's first car, which was a 78 Dodge Dart, I think it was, with a slant six engine. Yeah. Those were the days. That's racist. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, trying to get out from uh, getting a photograph with Sammy Davis Jr., that was racist. Yes, I'm thinking of Carol O'Connor and and uh God damn it. I was just joking, of course. Oh, I'm 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 not because it was it was a great moment. Uh I, I gotta I gotta make sure that it's linked in the show notes. God damn it, I gotta find the YouTube one of the point. things like names we regret dot com. <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta see if I can wasn't there a there was a court case against I was listening to um um uh, oh what was it called? Opening arguments. And they had somebody on who uh, he had a rock game, a rock group called the Slants, and he was yes. Korean. And uh, he was actually somebody actually sued him or something for giving his own band a racist name. Well, no, they they weren't being sued. They were applying for a trademark. I think it was uh, for, were, for the band name, and they were refused. Yep, the, the the patent and trademark office, or whatever the name of the group was, didn't want to do it because it was uh, detrimental to somebody's feelings or whatever that whatever the hell uh, the, the answer to it was. And they basically said, um, we're Asian. We're asking for this because we want to take this back and use it. And how are you going to stop us? Because... Um, we're the ones that otherwise we'd be called slants and we're saying, no, we give it to us. 
I don't know what happened with it. I, I didn't follow up on it, but gee, yeah, it's, um, I, I wonder, you know, in this, in this age, did, did NWA have that same problem? <laughs> um, um, it's a valid question. It is. It is. It, uh, wow. Kids. Uh, if you don't know what NWA is, uh, you you're probably, looking. yeah, you, you probably don't want to go looking this one up uh, at work. Don't look yeah, this one and, up at work. And if you do end up looking it up, uh, don't tell your parents, uh, where you heard it from because they'll probably hate us for it. You know what? Better yet. Go ahead and tell them, tell, blame us. Tell them that <laughs> we're the one who said it and send them our way. And I will be the one to go ahead and lambast them for not having taught you all about what protest music really was all about back in the nineties. You had Peter, Paul and Mary in the sixties you had, uh, uh, oh God, what the hell was his name? The, the always sang through his nose, it, you know, in the in the sixties and seventies, and then you had NWA, Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Anybody else want to say Bob Dylan before I go ahead and go past that one? Bob Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> No, he, he was a protester of a, of a completely different sort. There, I'm just I'm just going to mute myself after that one. Good. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. I withdraw my protest. You you go you go right ahead and yeah. do that. No, the 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 point of it was, um, it, seriously, if if you want to talk, uh, protest music for the black inner city voice, oh yeah, you don't have to go much further than NWA. Seriously, oh, um, you, you have NWA, you have to put that into, into context that way. Yeah, NWA, um, Public Enemy, yeah. Body Count, yeah. uh, Metalheads out there, um, they, they were definitely you know the the whole anti-establishment type of thing. That's for sure. Um, but 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 to my point, I'm not going to see what NWA stands for because I expect people to go out and actually find out for themselves. Yeah, but it's the same thing, you know. The, here's a band trying to take back an, a name for themselves, a, which was a pejorative, and somebody saying, "Well, well no, you, I, I can't do that because it's 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 icky." It's like basically what it comes down to. Well, yeah. okay. My next question: the person at the patent office that wouldn't give it were they white? You know, the, this whole patronizing. You don't know how you feel. Let me tell you how I feel, or let me tell you how you feel because I said so. That is really becoming pervasive in everything, and it is—it's the same shtick that religion pretty much had a monopoly on up until maybe ten years ago. You know, it's like I'll tell you what you believe because you know I'm your channel to God. You know, or or the song by Phil Collins, Jesus, he knows me. Um, but don't you see that's what the, the, the media is doing nowadays? They they learned a oh, lot from religion. I agree fully. It, it, it's it's so funny that, you know, um, even people who consider themselves to be skeptics or atheists or both, because uh, I think there is a distinction. Um, 
Well, a huge distinction, although a lot of people don't want that distinction. They want, uh, they, they want a few other things. Um, Basically, a lot of those... it, it, it's just, you know, it's just two different means, religion and media, you know, the, the, the people behind them anyways, the, the, the corporations. Yeah. Um, they're it, just using different means to make people stupider than they are. Yeah. It, it's still. And dependent. And, and the thing is that a lot of people don't see it because, well, it's not religion because we took the word religion out of it. Well, yeah, but it's still a type of dogmatic thinking. It's a thought of it's a form of not thinking because well, if you follow the rabbit hole all the way down, it's yeah. um, you know, it's just relying on somebody else, like you said. Yeah, you're you're choosing you one dogma for another. How to do, how to think, how to feel, and all that. You're it's basically you're it's a human relying on another human for survival. Um, yes, you know, survival advice because. Skeptics, we exchange survival advice between ourselves and we judge it for ourselves because we have our own value. We trust our own judgment. Well, and, you know, but, half the stuff that works for me might not work for you. You know, we are, you know, but that's, that's the whole point of conversation because, you know, some stuff you've tried, you've found a better way and you, you share that with me. And then maybe some stuff I've tried, I've tried a different way and it works better for you. And I mean, that's, that's a conversation between us. We're basically yes. sharing survival knowledge. Yeah. But um, the media, well, well, these these corporations, they just, they want you to rely on them. They want to tell you, they, they don't want you to make any value judgment for yourself. Yeah. And if you, and of course, these days, it's so simple that it's easy to deplatform or deperson you if you disagree with them. You know, at, at any level, if you only if you're not thinking rationally, because if you're if you're surviving through imitation, uh, you're copying another model or whatever. All you can do is compare to that model, and that's it. Yeah. So, um, if it doesn't match, then you reject the model, and that's what people who don't think critically—that's what they do to other people. It means, oh, you don't match the model, so I reject you as a yeah. source. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's utterly simple. Um, yeah, it's a switch we have. You know, uh, do I trust my own judgment? Am I? I can look at something and I can, I can see. I can make my own moral judgment whether it's good, whether it's bad, or do I have to rely to an, another source in all this? Yeah, or can I can I ask another source for verification? You know, and like if you have no value judgment for yourself, how can you judge whether a source is credible? Big dilemma. And you know, people have gotten lazy, um, you know, to think for themselves and do research and things. You know, I actually posted, I posed that question to George Robb a couple of years ago. I got in his Ask George show a uh, bit. And I asked him about that, about, you know, what, in your opinion, is a credible source or a, a, a credible place where you can go that you know what, what's the first step in in trying to confirm or debunk something that, that's basically what i asked him and he actually came back with snopes now i've heard a lot of people say well you know snopes is a is a leftist propagandist site that you know is this and that and i'm like i 
don't believe that. Well, they, you know? yeah, I wouldn't even give any credibility to that sort of like, because like that criticism in itself is without source. So, yeah. you know, it's just like from nowhere. Yeah. It's but like, again, look at that. Yeah. It's like the opposite of look keys. Yeah. But of course now you've got, um, you, you've got, you know, the whole, your fake news um, stuff. And, and, you know, that term's come up a lot. And you know what? I, I'm going to turn this around. Uh, some of you saw me post on Facebook not too long ago asking about the, uh, the shithole statement. And I am not going to give that one any airtime at all. Because I don't even know what that is. Okay. Uh, well, um, well, all right. Well, we yeah. we're, all right. Hold hold on a second before you go. Um, we're getting really tight on on time, so okay. I don't want to open up too far. But uh, we'll, right. we'll explain to you off the air. But yeah. this is so, my skeptic part of it. Yeah, this is my being skeptical about the statement. Yeah, and this is this is closing you out, all. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a whole bunch of people at a closed door meeting with Donald Trump heard him say uh, about places like El Salvador and stuff. Uh, why should we be bringing people in from these shithole countries? Jesus. And no, but the thing is, there is no audio. There, there is no video um, available. There, there is nothing to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he did this. We do already have uh, statements. Well, let him, uh, let him by two senators. Check. That were there. Yes, we have statements. We have, we have statements from senators who are, I assume, Democrat. Be that be that as it may, we're not we're not doing a dive on this. No, but this is this is this is tech, this is down. But, but this is but this is my skepticism about it. Now, everybody has jumped all over this. I, I, I don't listen to MSNBC anymore because, well, I'm I'm tired of of hearing about Russia. But I can imagine that that network has gone batshit crazy over this. Stephen Colbert has done stuff on this. Other people have done stuff on this. But and 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 Donald Trump has denied even saying it. And the thing is, right now, it's at a he said, she said level. And if somebody comes up to me and says, oh, yeah, you you know, Donald Trump said this and said that, I'm like, can you prove it? Like, is there a smoking gun? Like the one smoking gun of the one member of parliament up here who actually was heard on tape saying, God, what a slut. Like, to, to, to the skeptic, I mean... Yeah. If that's something that well you can say, well, I wouldn't put it beyond him, you know, and that yes. can that can enter into a value judgment you make about the person and a value judgment that's basically, you know, if, if most of the facts are against him, if he has said stuff like this in the past. Yes, then, but I will not run away with it like so many would be no. comedians are uh to state it as fact. No, you can't. Because what happens if at the very end of it, it turns out that the whole thing was a lie because, you know, and I, I don't see why he would, why other people would have to lie about him saying something like that, because let's face it, this guy has more than enough things going against him as it is. You don't need to throw anything fake on the fire. I mean, the, the, the guy's roasted himself like a freaking overdone ham already. Did, like, but, but, 
to go back to your skeptic, like what really yeah. defines a skeptic? You can really tell a skeptic from a non-skeptic is that if Trump comes up with a good idea, yeah, the skeptic will give him credit for it. Like no matter yes. what his character is. I mean, if he has a, a good idea and it's tested, well, he's, you know, the skeptic is going to, is going to attribute that idea to him. Yeah. And you know what, if, um, when he does come up with that idea, I'll say, you know what you, you did. Okay. I, I, I would have done the same with Bush. Um, I didn't really. And the opposite much. is true too. I mean, like, you know, like if you take somebody revered in the skeptic communities, for example, Sam Harris, you know, Sam Harris has a bad idea. Then, you know, um, they'll criticize that. And this is where the whole idea of the skeptic community kind of falls apart in a lot of places because there are times we have eaten our own. Well, that's the whole personality thing. And that's going back to the survive by imitation model, which are clan minded things, which is like the antithesis of skepticism. Yeah. You're not making your own value judgments. If you're not making your own value judgments, you're not a skeptic. And if you're willing to discredit somebody totally, um, like blanket discredit them, then you're not a skeptic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've uh, we've we've gotten pretty much to uh, to the yeah. two hour mark, and we we should really see about just wrapping this together. Yeah. This show needs to be three hours long. Oh, yeah. we we always get talking about the interesting no, my, stuff. My, my only conclusion about this is that if you consider yourself a skeptic, if you are the kind of person that uh, wants to get to the heart of a matter uh regardless of what somebody says you have to be blind politically but politically um philosophically ideologically ideologically you have to be blind and unbiased because both sides all no sorry all sides make mistakes all sides will make a claim that should be up for scrutiny that can be testable uh how does it go testable falsifiable repeatable repeatable um even you're saying sides triggered the skeptic in me well positions we have to throw labels to the wind basically yes okay and you can't say that you know i'm a i'm a liberal but i'm a skeptic well okay does that mean that you don't look at liberal claims with the same skeptical lie as you do with uh, conservative claims? And well, then really, how can you be you, a skeptic? If you really look at it, label <clears throat> user probably means something completely different to the person who's listening. With, yeah. with the direction that this is going, I remember a quote from a particular individual. Um, one, uh, Mr. or Dr. Should I say? Neil deGrasse Tyson, he put it very simply. Everybody asks if I'm an atheist, if I'm a humanist, or all these labels. The only ist that I am is a scientist. Yeah, I can run with that. Yep. All right. Since we've, uh, since we got to see about running, uh, is there any last point that anybody wants to make? in particular before I go ahead and, and just drop something really quickly to close us out. That was a pretty damn good closing statement. 
in the beginning, we were asked uh, what skepticism gives you, you know, or what what's like one of the benefits of skepticism. One of the benefits of skepticism is uh, not having a an irrational, illogical belief in or gullibility, if you will, that ends up leading to you causing murder. Like uh, this woman that we can post in the notes who ended up killing her 33 year old daughter in 2016. She was just fine. Uh, all the courts are done. She's been found guilty of first degree murder. She shoved a crucifix down the uh, young girl's throat thinking that uh, it would fight off the demons. Yeah. So and that's what skepticism does. It, it helps you prevent from killing your own children. Yeah, Bridget, uh, you, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you're thinking of the same woman in, in Texas as I am right now, right? Uh, Andrea Yates. <laughs> this actually happened in Oklahoma City, by the way. No, but the, the, the point being pretty much the same thing. She, Andrea thought that drowning her kids would save them from, uh, from hell. That's the one that, that was, she came right back from church and went off and did that, right? After hearing I, the story about um, what was it, Noah or something like that? I don't remember. No, that was a different one. Okay, <sighs> too many to keep count of. That—that's yeah. the sad part. There's so many of them to keep count of that people should start looking at it, going, you know, there might be something wrong here. Yeah. Uh, well, without without skepticism, um, we would have never discovered germ theory and. Yeah, antiseptic techniques and all of that stuff. Let me give you uh let me give you something really quickly uh to kind of close us out. What Bridget was saying about how we would not have gerb theory, that's one of them. We would have never started to write down anything because why would we need to? We would never have learned to do trigonometry. We would not have learned how to float in boats or made engines. Hell, we wouldn't even have the water screw. And if you don't know what the water screw is, open a book on this one. Or better yet, without skepticism, without skepticism, we wouldn't even know what to write down. Exactly my point. But there are a couple of uh, there are a couple of news stories that came out that blew my mind just this past week and I put them into the show notes for everybody. U.S. and European scientists photograph, and use that term loosely, photograph mysterious fourth dimension in shock breakthrough. We've joked about the idea of that we live in a three spatial, one temporal dimension existence and then String theory and quantum theory says that maybe it's 10 or even 11 dimensions, but we have evidence for a fourth spatial dimension as a reality. Time? Wrap, wrap your brain. No, a fourth spatial dimension, not temporal. But even the, even the, even. Even in physics, the, the idea of three dimensions, it's, well, it's pretty Newtonian. Something exists or it doesn't. Yes. 
Can you name any two-dimensional thing? Yes. Shadow. No, it's... It's an absence of something. It's a state. It's not a real thing. It's a concept. That may be. But at this point, we have evidence so far for an actual fourth dimension. Wow. And that that screws with my head because I can still remember Carl Sagan holding up a plastic representation of what a hypercube would look like in three dimensions. And his statement was that this is what it would look like if you were to consider a fourth dimensional shadow in three dimensions. Mm, that must be a mathematical model. It, a lot of things work in math that don't work in reality. <laughs> that well, we, just, we don't have a way around work. Observe the fourth dimension. If we could, we would see the third dimension as the obvious shadows of the fourth, but we're not fourth dimensional beings. So we can or only observe the shadows the of flatworm theory. Other dimension. And, you know, that's it, it's really horrible to, 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 to research this because if you look into it, there's a surprising amount of physics things that are bandied around today as fact that are actually just math models. That may be, but again, what I've got so far says that we've got, we've got evidence so far that still needs to go through quite a bit more because this is a fantastical possibility, but it's tantalizing enough for them to go. This could actually be. Now, do I think it actually is yet? I don't know. By all think, means, research it, though. I'm absolutely. not doing that. Absolutely, and, and that's kind of the point. But one of the other ones that was incredibly tantalizing and also mind-bending was the other one that I put. Negative mass device revealing a new way to create lasers. Now, in and of itself, that sounds kind of weird and, and that doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. And why is this a big deal? But there is a mathematical model that says that wormholes in space time artificially generated could be a thing, but the problem is we have no way of creating the type of exotic mass the exotic particles that would have negative mass to make them happen or to keep them open for more than a plank moment. Antimatter, but no, antimatter does not operate with negative mass. We're talking about a product where they are finding products that have negative mass or at least what appears to be. These are concepts that were science fiction for decades. And the still are. And, and still are. But the fact that they are closer to reality than to science fiction, at least what we see at the moment, is absolutely mind-bending to me. So you call a math model closer to reality. It's not just math anymore. It's measurements. 
it's actually getting evidence that says, yeah, this is what the model says, and this is what we're starting to see. So they've actually observed negative mass. That's kind of what's starting to happen. Is the same a, way. Um, is there a site for this? I have them linked in the uh, in the show notes already uh, on the okay. uh, in the YouTube side. But uh, we had the idea of what would a uh, what would a gravity uh, a, a gravity wave look like or sound like, and they did the models based on physics. And after years, LIGO comes online. Loop. And there it is, just like they predicted it. Is that what's actually going to be happening at this point? Actually, Einstein was kind of on the fence about that. Well, he, he spent a good lot of his career actually negating his own um, theory. And then he, his final paper was uh, maybe it exists. But it does enter into the model of relativity, yes. But the point of it is at this point, are these real? There's only one way to truly find out. And that's to keep questioning. Is it real? Yes, sir. That's Mm -hmm. what skepticism gets you. It gets you through the next door and to turn on the next light and see what's in the next room and the next and the next and the next. Who knows? Maybe one of those rooms in the near future, we will no longer have AIDS ever. Maybe mumps will be completely gone. Who only knows? Mm. And science is putting signs on the doors of those rooms. And we all know which ones to go through at that point. As always, everyone, thank you for being with us. We hope that you guys fun with us and found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and have something to talk about with yourselves after this one tonight. So as always, all of you that have been over in the chat tonight, thank you very much for all of your input. We'll be looking forward to adding show notes and we'll kind of work from there. As always, Joseph, thank you very much for your time. You have a good morning and uh, want to let everybody know the stuff that you've been working on. Mm-hmm. Show's not long enough. Um. <laughs> you know what? You can put out your own goddamn show at that point, man. You're up at this point. No, just uh, well, just I'm um, a lot of development. But um, yeah. Well, thank you from the break from all that, and uh, well, see you all. Uh, see see you all next week. With any luck, Unreno Tech. Thank you very much for your time this morning. You have yourself a good and uh, try to stay warm. Oh, staying warm for me is easy. Even if the power were to suddenly go out, I could still stay warm. It's yeah, it's full cooling. of hot air. <laughs> <laughs> no, no uh, cooling off actually is very hard for me to do. Um, what do you think the beard's for? You know what? It's not a power of 10 episode. I'm shutting up at this point. Just because you can't grow a proper one, you know? Fine enough. Thank you, man. You take care of yourself, huh? You too, man. Joey, thank you. You try to get warmed up at this point, would you please? And stay safe. 
Well, you see, that's the wonderful thing. Uh, because my utilities are included in my rent, we just pop open the oven, set it to warm, and use that to heat the apartment. So long as it's electricity and not gas, I'm happy. Hmm. Do you think they'd let me anywhere near gas? Would you think my buddy Rocky was in here? You take care of yourself, man. Thanks so much. Bridget, as always, you take care of yourself and your uh, little fuzzy compatriots over there. You stay warm. Hmm? Uh, I'll try to. Are you going to plug yourself or are we going to have to have somebody else do it for you? (laughs) Sure. Um, If you want to see my uh, musings on my blog, it's bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com. And if you want to send me a friend request, you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. Thank you, hon. Dallin. <laughs> what can I say other than thank you? Yeah. Always glad to be here when I can. <laughs> and uh, on, on, t- on, on behalf of all of us, I just want to say, Keep your goddamn frigid temperatures to yourself for a change, would you? God. You know, if I was in charge of the logistics department, I, I would be sending it uh, somewhere else. Um, I'd also be sending a moving company to get tech out of there, but that's another story entirely. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, as far as my plugins go, uh, again, if the video, if uh, you can't stand to look at our mugs and you just want to hear our, you know, sultry, soothing voices, uh, you can always check out the audio version of this show over at holycrowdthevlogcast.com. Um, as for myself, you want to um, find out what I like to write about when I'm not doing stuff on this show, uh, you can catch that at uh, inthewind.yo5.ca. And yeah, my other little project, hopefully I'll have some progress on it next week. Fair enough. Thanks, man. You take care of yourself. And of course, everybody, as you mentioned, by all means, take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com anyway for all of our social notes. And you can, well, chime in. Because Lord knows, I, I'm very glad to no longer have 110 spam message warnings any anymore. Thank you for that, by the way. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. There's a, there's a, there's a running story. I, I could not tell you how many times I got spam warnings over on the website. Uh, I, I just got disgusted after a while. And Dallin helped us solve that problem. So, yes, I and my phone's battery thank you dearly for that now. <laughs> but in any case, if you'd like to drop us a voicemail message, please feel free. The phone number is 859-HCTV-554, 859 and of course, if you'd like to drop some money our way, just because you want to help support the uh, website and keep it running, you can always uh, hit us over on Patreon at HCTV. Yes, I was able to successfully get HCTV over there. Surprisingly enough, it's one of the few times I tried to do that for uh, uh, something. Uh, I forget what the other one was, but I, I tried to get it, and it turned out that I the best I could do was uh, holy crap TV because well, <laughs> somebody else already had HCTV. God, I can't imagine why. Bastards. Uh. 
I know, right? I think it was some kind of gardening group, too. I don't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> Whatever the hell. I think you're thinking of HGTV. Yeah, if only if only that was. If only that was. Uh, Felix, we're not getting in the middle of this. So all of you that have been <laughs> over in the live chat, thank you. Stephanie, Felix, Trippin, Dallin apparently was in there, too. Yo, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Screw me all up. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm looking through the list of people it's just like i know you and i do get out you're all you're stop stop looking up whatever the hell anyway, <laughs> oh, okay so, so you can add another chat but i can't somebody's gotta wrangle this whole damn thing together who in the hell is gonna do you are not you <laughs> not me <laughs> I, you know, I, I try i try so hard anyway we gotta we have to bring the beard pictures back <laughs> yes <laughs> no i didn't I didn't have I didn't have an alcohol. You know what? I just realized I did not pick up an alcoholic drink on the way home. I did not think to do that this week. Yeah, I killed my beer in the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> like that helps. I had oh. coffee and chicken bouillon and cold medicine. I'm, I'm yep. saving the uh, I'm saving the other bottle of wine for the next Power Ten show. That's not a bad idea. Anyway, we will catch up with you guys again next week. Hope that you had a uh, hope that you had some uh, some actual laughter this time. I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit a uh, little bit with that. Um, I am of course uh, still working on a project of my own. Uh, I'm probably not going to let you guys know about it, but if you go looking hard enough, I'm sure you'll eventually find it. But that's a whole other thing for later. Meanwhile, I will take a little bit of time and see about updating show notes with all the stuff that we got over here. But otherwise, as always, thank you. Thank you very much for making this worthwhile. You will take very good care of yourselves. Stay safe out there, especially if you've been dealing with the cold snaps that have been happening. Until the next time we get together, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, 12 years on, I'm still in love. Not today, Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till next week and the next time we get together, everyone. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.